There is a uh, very famous Maimur Chazal quoted by Rash in the beginning of this week's Parsha, um, which is one that is very, very intriguing. Yaakov, in the beginning of Parsha's Vayetze, um, is traveling, and as Yaakov is tra- traveling, so we know he ends up, Vayifka Bamakom, he ends up in a particularly holy place. We understand that place to be, Harha Moriah. In that place, Yaakov goes to sleep, and he has a particular vision. The Torah tells us that prior to going to sleep, Vayikach Me'avne Hamakom, he took rocks, Vayasa Me'rash he puts rocks all around him as he is prior to going prior to going to sleep. Uh, why is he putting rocks all around him? What's the point of that? So the simple pshat in Chazal is that in Chumash, I think, is that he put rocks around him because he was nervous. It's a dangerous thing to go to sleep in the middle of nowhere. A lot of animals could come around. Having rocks around would serve on some level as a as something which would be protective for him. So writes Rashi. However, Chazal go on to point out something which is fascinating. If you go through the text, so initially it looks like we're dealing with many, many rocks. But as you go on in Chumash, it seems like it's only one rock. So it looks like, is it many rocks or is it one rock? So Rashi quotes from the Gemara, and I believe, that his chilu merivo zoem zo, the rocks are fighting with each other. This rock says... I want Yaakov to go to sleep on me. And the other one says the same thing. So, Asher Gazbaruchu, Evan Achas, Gazbaruchu made all the rocks come together. And as a result of all the rocks coming together, so now they're all considered to be, they're all considered to be one. They're all considered to be one. This is a, is, is a fascinating, fascinating medrash. Um, it's a fascinating medrash that the Maral and Gorari is sensitive to, that people sometimes when they were like making fun of or not taking medrashim seriously, they identified this medrash as one such medrash, as if, like, it's ridiculous. There are rocks, and they are fighting about who Yaakov is going to put his head on top of, and then they all become one. Like, what exactly is going on here in this medrash chazal? What's the medrash itself attempting to convey, and what would be the potential significance of different rocks all coming, all coming together, all coming together? There are a couple of interesting halachic shilas about, about these rocks. The Klichemda has a kasha. It comes, I think, from the Chasm Sofer already, which is how exactly Yaakov was allowed to sleep on these rocks. These were the rocks that were dedicated for the Mizbeach when Yitzchak was almost offered in the Akedah, Chazal says. So how is it mutter to be able to, be able to use it? Eli Rabban, Shulchan Arach, Kotzeraya. It relates to discussions about unity of objects. But again, not not, not, not so much for now. But what, what's shot in this Maimar Chazal? So I want to try to develop, I think, three yisodos that are relevant in terms of the world of Machshava. Um, three yisodos that I think are that I think are intriguing. The first is as is as follows: Rav Wolbe in his Shiurim and Chumash, in a couple of different places, in a couple of different ways, points out that what the Medrash, what the Medrash is probably trying to convey, or one thing it's trying to convey, is a very important yisod about the nature of tzaddikim and their relationship to Olam Haza. He says, "Kasev kan yisod gadol." He said, "People think that the holier you are." the more that you are distant and separated from this world. That holy means I have less shaykhahs to olam haza. But he says, Ein Ella, if you look in the Sefer, Mishiel Shisharim, Shramchal in a couple places, Mishiel Shisharim writes, Who miss Allah? That when a person gets lifted up in their ruchnias, V'ha'olam atzmo miss Allah imo. That when a person develops and grows spiritually, so all of the physical property, all of the world also comes up, also comes up with them. Ravolbi writes, that everything in this world, for it to be in existence, in a particular way, that everything has something about it that comes from Rabbonish Olam, 
and something about it that's attuned on some level to the world of Ruchnias. Gam la'avanim shehein domamos, yisnitetz ruchani, that there's a certain kind of like, everything's created by Hashem. So everything has a very, it's very, very subtle, but a certain connection to Ruchnias, but in the context of Yaakov Avinu being identified, and by Yaakov, Yaakov was able to uplift even all the physical things around him. So why were the rocks able to become, able to come up? All the rocks wanted, Alaya, Niach, Tzadik, Rosho, they all wanted a certain connection to Yaakov Avinu because Yaakov was able to uplift the spirituality inherent in all objects, in all objects in this world. The Yaakov's Madrega was that he didn't just get better, but he uplifted everything and included it in. Uplifting everything means even the, even that which is not Ruchniestik, which is uh, which is around him. That's one mahalach. The second mahalach, we'll get to the main mahalach, but the third. The second mahalach is a mahalach that you find in the Sefer Lahoras Nasim. Nothing Stadner, one of the great uh, rabbis, passed away. I think probably 15, 20 years ago. I would guess at this point in the Shuv- in, in Lahoras Nasim, his great shuvas. We have Svarim and Chomish, Svarim and Chomish also. He points out a question which some of the some of the midrashim already wonder about. Yaakovino left home. He had nothing better to sleep on other than a rock. He, he couldn't have slept on a pillow. There was no way to get a pillow there. Nothing at all, you know, that could be, uh, that could be like that. What exactly is, uh, what exactly? He says the mattress like Akhtov. V'chi lo hayelo Yaakovinu. He didn't have a, a blanket. He didn't have a, he didn't have a, a pillow. Ella even remez lebanav she'asidim lekabel ha-Torah dechsev luchos avanim. That on some level, rock here doesn't mean rock kipshuto. That rock is a reference to the fact that Yaakov had Torah all around him. Yaakov had Torah all around him. Suggest the Nasan. We know the Gemara tells us in Mesech Hasota that maybe Al Derech Remez, what the Medrash here is trying to convey, is, is not literally rocks fighting and rocks coming together. What it was trying to convey is that Yaakov Avinu needed protection. And when Yaakov Avinu needed protection, the best way to get that protection would be by surrounding himself with Torah. As the Gemara says in Mesech Hasota and Dafchaf Aleph, Torah Makni Matzli, Torah is the capacity to protect someone. So the rocks that we're protecting, like the Luchos Ha'even, as the Orachayim writes, the Avnei Hamakom is Torah. The Torah is what, is what this is a reference to. And Talmidi Hachamim, we know, are often considered to be builders. The Gemara says in Brachos and Samach Dalet, that Al-Takri Banayach Elabonayach, that Kayashol's builder. So it doesn't mean he actually built rocks around him. It meant that he was a person who was totally, totally engaged in Torah. And that's what these rocks, the Luchos Ha'even, are there to represent. Says Lahoris Nasan, so what's Pshad and the rocks becoming one? Why are they becoming one? He says the following very sharp Pshad, Alderech Drush. He says, when Yaakov Vinu wakes up, Yaakov says, Whoa, Hashem lo yadati, is here. I didn't even know. And Rosh says, I didn't know this was a holy place. I didn't know this was a holy place. So what was Yaakov Vinu nervous about? The Gemara says in Sanhedrin, and Daf Ayin Aleph, that if you go to sleep in a base medrash, your Torah so naselo, kraim kraim. If you go to sleep in a base medrash, your Torah becomes divided. Your Torah becomes a part here, a part there. Meaning, the quality of your Torah as a result of sleeping in a base medrash, of not properly being machshiv, the base medrash, so that takes a toll. Again, the Lamaise said this is the Gemara Megil. Also, let's talk about whether a person can or can't sleep. But what the, what the Gemara and Hedron here is conveying that a person who has a particular attitude towards sleeping in a holy place, their Torah starts falling apart. Their Torah becomes separated one, one from the other. So when Yaakov woke up, what was he really scared about? I protected myself through this Chosef Torah, but now I slept in a place I didn't know was the Makkumah Mikdash, so I didn't know what was going on here, so Yaakov was nervous that his Torah was going to be negatively impacted as a result, divided into different sections, because Baruch Hu created a miracle. What's the miracle? Evan Achas. It all became one. It wasn't Krayim Krayim, it actually became all one. For the first two Mahalchim, there, there, there are intriguing ideas here about Yaakov Avinu. Number one, for Avwilbi, the Yisod of the Messiah Yisharim, that when it's Tzadik, 
is, uh, is uplifting himself. He's still integrated into this world, just even the material objects around him are more attracted to, more connected to Kedusha. Therefore, even the rocks wanted the connection to Akbar because he uplifted the whole world around him. And from that, from that Medrash, that really the, the rocks is a reference, not just to the physical rocks, but it was really about Torah. It was really about the Luchos HaEven, Yaakov's connection to Torah, and Torah's ability to, Torah's ability to protect. I think the more mainstream approach is as follows. The Medrash tells us in a couple different places that in fact there were 12 rocks. There were 12 rocks and each rock represented one of the, one of the Shvatim. And what was going on was that each of the rocks wanted to be the primary place where they would be the primary place, the primary center of everything. And this is in many ways foreshadowing, the Kliakar develops this idea very beautifully, this is foreshadowing what would take place in the time we were going to build the eventual Beis HaMikdash in that location which was everyone in the Shvatim wants to be the one that's going to be hosting, the one that's going to be the center place for their particular, for their particular Mikdash. So what ends up happening? So Gemara tells them, Zechaz Yuma, that Eretz Yisrael, Yushalayim is Ari, lo nishchalka l'shvatim, that Yushalayim has bailas, all of Kalah Yisrael together own Yerushalayim, it's not owned by any one Shevet. And this is foreshadowing that phenomenon. That in Sefer Bereshis, we often have a degree of foreshadowing taking place, that Maisa Avo, Simen Labanim, that what's taking place here is that Kalah Yisrael all the Shvatim want to have a certain kind of connection. All the Shvatim want to be that place, but that's not meant to be. This is meant to be the place which is going to be the place of the Mikdash, where all of Kalah Yisrael have equal access, where all of Kalah have equal rights. It isn't just random that that is the case, but rather, as the Maral elaborates here, the more spiritual something is, the more singular it becomes. Because Baruch Hu is Hashem Echad, Hashem is one. In the physical world, there, there's a lot of different things. That's the Yeshli Rav of Esav. But there's a unity with spirituality. It had to be the Makkah Mikdash was going to be a place of one. It was going to be a place where everything was integrated, where everything was together. It was going to be a place where there was going to be a degree of quality, of quality unity. And in that sense, that's part of the idea here of Yaakov Avinu. He's laying the groundwork for unity. He's laying the groundwork for all the Shvatim coming together in a way which is very, very powerful. It is interesting, as some note, Hanukkah is not that far away, we quote this in the past. It's a very famous comment in the Shach al-Torah. Shach points out al-Torah that we know that Yaakov Avinu, when he took this rock, he was Yitzhak Yaakov al-Hashemen, that Yaakov took oil, sorry, and he, and he poured it on top of this, on top of this rock. There are those who understand that that, that that oil that Yaakov poured on top of that rock was, were the Pachim Ketanim that Yaakov went back for um, in parts by Yishlach, by Vasar Yaakov Levado, was the Pachim Ketanim. But the Shach writes in his Perish al-Torah that those rocks were, that that, 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 that actually, that Shemen Yaakov put in the rock was eventually the Pach Hashem and that was miraculous enough to be able to sustain the time of Hanukkah for the entire, for, for all eight days. What Yaakovina was doing wasn't just sleeping and he wasn't just having rocks around him. What Yaakovina was doing and what these rocks represent is much more meaningful and significant. The Maharal says the more a person understands the depth, the depth of Chazal, he says, I'm telling you the beginning of it. It gets so much, so much deeper, but it's a conveying of important ideas. The role of Torah being able to be protective. That Gemara Masech Sota, that's one idea. The role be idea, the way that when people become holier, they uplift the physical world with them and find the holiness in there and allow it to become more attuned and develop in that way. And perhaps uh, most critical, that he was establishing the Achdus that would often be necessary for Klai Yisrael and certainly for the Binyan HaMikdash to be able to be there. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Okay.